The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St. Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. Albans Film Guide. Here we are on the 14th of January 2022, can you believe it? Here I am, me, producer Sam, with Chris, a local film fan. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right, thank you very much. It's been a long time since we've been on one of these because uh, we did the special Christmas Eve uh, edition of the film guide with all of the presenters uh, and we picked our best uh, favourite films and performances from 2021. Um, I, yeah. I believe you settled on Fast and Furious 9 as your film of the year. I seem to remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was the one and only fast film that I've seen, and really, it was it was the best piece of mo- movie magic. Well, I, you have seen the spin-off um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. This is true. This is true. I had entirely forgotten that. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That's quite all right. I'm going to keep a track of the films you have and have not seen. Please do, because yeah, my brain's an actual sieve at this point. Yeah, mm. but we're not here to talk about that. No. I would recommend to listeners to go back and uh, check it out if you didn't catch it. What, um, Fast and Furious 9? No. Well, yeah. And no, <laughs> the special that we did. Yes. Because I think like there was some interesting discussion and a few films that, you know, we each recommended that the others hadn't seen or heard of. And so, yeah, but a few hidden gems in there for sure. Indeed. But yes, let's let's crack on with, with this week. And um, Chris, please, what is new to cinema? Well, there's there's one big release in the cinemas this week, and then there's one uh, slightly smaller one. The big release is Scream. Ah! It wasn't an instruction, sorry. <laughs> so this is um, a... I've seen it described annoyingly as a requel, uh, a reboot sequel. Oh, wow. Um, no. Of <laughs> the... I mean... <laughs> Highly successful Scream series. Uh, this is the first one um, not uh, directed by Wes Craven, who sadly passed away uh, some years ago. Uh, this is directed by Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette. And it's so 25 years have passed after the original uh, string of murders in Woodsboro, and a new killer has done the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. So there's a whole new group of actors and um, characters in there, but also uh, the likes of Neve Campbell as Sidney Prescott, uh, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, and David Arquette as Dewey Riley uh, making appearances once again. So there's a bit of a, a crossover between old and new. Um, okay. I actually have not seen any screen movies like all the way through. I've seen... Bits and pieces. I've not seen a screen movie. You've seen scary movie though. <laughs> For my sins, I have. Um, so it's that just a little bit more serious, <laughs> with less sex jokes and more knifings. Uh, yeah, and more, more, yeah, more scary. I, well, yeah. I mean, I have seen Scream. Original Scream. Yeah. Is it is it called The Scream? I mean, like, how are they differentiating between... No, no, that's what they're doing. See, this is what they're doing. So it went Scream, Scream 2, 3, I think 4? Is that where they got to or did they get to a fifth one? I can't remember. I don't um, know. Someone should have probably have done some research yeah, before talking maybe, about this. maybe. Uh, and then they're doing the thing where they just go, right, back to Scream. <sighs> okay, well, okay. I... That's it, because it's like, it's, it's a requel. So no, you get it? You get it? It's, a, it's, a, it's a reboot, 
and a sequel, Sam. So, so you, you you put the two words together, yeah? Reboot and sequel. So yeah, it's not and we screen... know we know all the good things happen when you take two words like like Britain and an exit and put them <laughs> together. And we know that though all always good things happen when you do that. So this is going to be great, I'm sure. Like I. Yeah, obviously I can't judge this. I haven't seen it, but the fact that you keep saying the word "requel" <laughs> is really annoying. I, me, I would, and I'm annoyed by that. Okay, I'd like to stress as well. I didn't come up with that word. I read it, and but I, I apologize for bringing it into your life. Uh, should we move on? No, I, I just no, want to okay. say one more thing. No, we're not moving on. Okay, sure. Yeah. No, we're not moving okay. on. We're never leaving this topic. <laughs> I this is a new Scream se- fan cast. Yes, yes. I have seen, however, the. TV series that they did. They did do a screen uh, TV more recently. Series, yes. And I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of the director, writers, or whomever are involved, and it doesn't matter. We don't need to find out. I can see you <laughs> about to type. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but if it's anything, you know, it's, it's Scream, it's silly. Really, yeah. Fundamentally, it's kind of silly. Well, it was meant to be sort of um, playing with the tropes of the slasher movie genres. The, exactly. You know, the, whole, the whole rules of surviving a uh, a horror movie. Right. Don't say so, you'll be right back. Don't have sex. Things like that. Sure. So they they brought that to the TV show, and if they, if this is what they want, I just yeah, it'd just be nice, as fun as it might well be. It might it might be nicer if we put effort into new material potentially. I don't know. We'll have to judge it when or if we ever see it. Sure. So yeah, let's move on. Sorry, let's move on. Well, the the other um, slightly smaller release. Um, I say slightly smaller, very very much smaller release in the cinemas uh, this week is um, a film called Cow, and it's a documentary. By Oscar winner Andrea Arnold, she won an Oscar for her 2005 short film Wasp, um, and who I have a one degree of separation from, Andrea Arnold, mm. a friend of mine used to babysit for her children, uh, wow. and has seen her Oscar. How how crazy is that? Um, Wild. So what they really actually make those? What Oscars? Yeah, yeah. People do get to take their Oscars home. <laughs> Cool. I thought it was like that, you know, at school where you're like, you get like the thing, you have to give the trophy back at the end of the year or whatever. No, no, yeah. uh, you <laughs> you do get to keep your Oscar. Wow, impressive. Um, Anywho. Anyway, so Andrea Arnold, she she generally does um, uh, dramatic uh, f- uh, fictional uh, works of fiction. And but this time she's done a documentary called Cow and it's uh, filmed over the course of several years and it follows... The life of a farmyard cow. Like one particular cow getting to learn about the cow's personality, its likes, dislikes, um, cow friends, things like that. So I would fundamentally 100% see this over the screen movie if I had to choose. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'd pick this out of, over the screen movie too. I'm actually very excited about this because I don't think we pay enough attention to animal consciousness yeah humans are very and it's it's down to the education system especially like you know oh no she started on the education system 
in at least in this country and other western areas of the world i'm sure where we have i remember specifically looking at a textbook and seeing a, a pyramid with humans at the top and other animals below it and that is utterly fundamentally horrifying to me at this point because we are no more important than any other creature i've no more intelligent anyway yeah sorry i, I was about to say uh, I I feel this is I'm going to bring up a fact that is entirely not related to films or anything whatsoever. We're oh, slightly no. sidetracked. No, no, because you like this fact as well. Okay, it's that a quarter of all mammals. Yes, a quarter of all mammals. So consider all mammals. You've got you know dogs, cats, um, you know, mice, mice, horses, whales, cows. horses, cows. Uh, humans, all the, and think, hedgehogs. Think about even things like dogs. How many different species there are that covers a huge things, and cats as well. They cover so many things. But a quarter of all mammals on Earth are bats. Yeah, that's madness. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how many different bats there are in the world. Yeah, how many different species there are, and how many of them there are as well. Anyway. Yeah, so- Welcome to our nature podcast, apparently. <laughs> so maybe maybe Andrea can follow up Cow with uh, Bat. Uh, yeah, I mean, her previous one was called Wasp, so yeah. That's true. She did a short, and she did a film called Fish Tank as well, so she's got she's got a, a theme going here. I need, I need to watch her back catalogue, clearly. Indeed. Right, so Scream and Cow are the two big films in the cinemas this week. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. Okay, Chris, tell us what is new to streaming. Shall we start with Amazon? We shall indeed start with Amazon. Amazon's Prime Video, as it's... Prime Video, indeed. They really should be named. Big Amazon original. By original, we mean fourth in a series. Uh, is the fourth film in the Hotel Transylvania series. It's Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> uh I have not seen any of the Hotel Transylvania films, uh, although I understand they are relatively well received. Uh, they have a good cast: got uh, Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez, Catherine Harm, Jim uh, Hahn, Jim Gar- Gaffigan, and Steve Buscemi, among others. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I probably won't start at the fourth of the Hotel Transylvania films, but it's there if I want to. Mm, okay, well. That sounds that sounds very cool, and yeah, maybe somewhere you know we we often do watch we, sort of a franchise at a time. Sometimes when it comes to movies, we having do just rewatch the Matrix movies recently. Yes, having rewatched the Matrix movie, and then you having not paid any attention to the second I, Matrix movie at all, and no. then was thoroughly confused by the third Matrix movie. Like, who's that? I What's protest. happening? Do you now? I'd like no, to hear prob- this protest. No, we don't have time. No, okay. Okay, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus? 
That's what it's called. Apple TV okay. Plus. Well, uh, please, what's on? What's what's coming out there? Well, uh, somewhat on a different uh, spectrum to Hotel Transylvania, Transformania is <laughs> Joel Cohen's uh, black and white uh, telling of Macbeth, entitled "The oh. Tragedy of Macbeth," starring Denzel Washington as Macbeth and Francis McDormand as Lady Macbeth. Uh, so, this- is this? Apologies to cut in. Is this? Um, Joel Cohen of a Cohen Brothers. Indeed, right. Joel that's Cohen. The only... Yeah, who, I have no who, other. Yes, he 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 generally works with his brother Ethan, uh, but he's he's gone it alone uh, this time, and he's also uh, the husband of Francis McDormand. Um, so it's quite a powerhouse, uh, mm-hmm. top tier. Uh, Macbeth and Lady Macbeth you got there. Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. This previously did have a limited cinema release at the end of last year. Um, so it has been in the cinema. Some people have seen it, but it is now going to be on Apple TV Plus uh, from mm. today. So I'm I would, I'm very much looking forward to this. We recently saw uh, over the Christmas period a black and white retelling of yes. <laughs> uh, Macbeth. Uh, we saw Akira Kurosawa's uh, 1957 Throne of Blood, which is a I, Japanese samurai version. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this compares as a black and white version, especially not to the the stunt work in the final scene. The, the, the nothing. Yes, the over the top craziness of the uh, the final scene. Yeah, it was amazing. I uh, highly well, recommend yeah. uh, Throne of Blood 1957. Would recommend. Uh, so. Check that in a cinema near you. Um, <laughs> but yes, Tragedy of Beth on Apple TV Plus from today. So the most important question that we ask in part three, when it is Chris, who is uh, in the hot seat, is where to next? Indeed. And we didn't have a where to next in our last uh, pod of the year. Um, sadly, uh, you were unavailable to do our last poll of last year. And so we, we didn't, I didn't feel like just monologuing about um, the Brazilian film Baccarat. So I'll wait until you were available again. So that is what we watched, uh, which was Baccarat. It uh, is, like I said, a Brazilian film which was selected to compete for the Palm Door, the 2019 Cannes Film Festival, and also won the jury prize, which won the most prestigious prizes at the Cannes Film Festival. And it um, revolves around a fictional small town called Bacarau, um in the in the Brazilian countryside, that's beset by strange happenings um, following the death of its matriarch at the age of ninety four. And this, <laughs> as we as we sat and watched this, uh, the question you kept asking was uh, basically, "What the hell is going on?" Well, because I often go into these movies having you've picked them, you've sort of done a, maybe a little research around them, maybe not, I don't know, but I often don't know anything. I don't even know the genre often of these of these movies. So it, it's it's just it's just a journey and <laughs> Yeah, when I had no idea where it was going and it sort of seemed to flip. You know, you, you started out with this sort of small town drama and then there was these other mysterious figures 
you know talking and planning and then you know what what technological age are we even in at this point and all sorts of things so it it was it was an interesting and very enjoyable movie so basically it it seems to be set in the near future um and you're first introduced to Teresa, played by Barbara Colin, and um, she's returning to Baccarat. She's from Baccarat. She's she's returning to it um, because uh, her, it's her grandmother who has passed away, the, the town matriarch, and she's there to visit her father and um, you know be at the funeral. And there's you, you you sort of fed things about how there's like political unrest in the area there's like some revolutionaries yeah. that are that are around there's sort of stuff going on um there's like checkpoints on the road for instance and people not being let in and out of certain places teresa meets up with her a, an old a, you know, seemingly an old boyfriend who he's got in within the sort of revolutionary cl- like crowd, um, and but then like yeah, weird stuff starts happening to to the town and the town folk, and I mean, do we go sort of? We kind of have to go kind of straight into spoilers, really. Yeah, I think I think what we've said is intriguing enough to it, anyone who to to describe it like genre wise, it's a bit like mm. a western. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in this rural town that's been beset by problems, and um, the sort of local townsfolk have to kind of band together, yeah, um, to to solve their problems. It's kind of yeah, it's basically a, a Brazilian western in a way, um, with sort of action bits and. But it's also it's it's darkly funny. I I thought mm. in several places it's really like laugh out loud funny, and there are some great performances in it. But yes, if if you if you don't wish to have it spoiled, then please do jump forward to the following time code. Twenty three fifteen. Right. So it it turns out that the the problems of the town are being caused by. Among other people, the great Udo Kier, who is the sort of actor, if you don't know his name, you'll know his face because he's been in everything. He has, he, he'll he turn up in, he's one of those actors who'll turn up in classy stuff, he'll turn up in trash, he'll, and like, he'll turn up in everything in between. Um, he just loves to act. He just loves to act. And he's the sort of an actor, he's, I mean this in the nicest possible way, but he's like a weird looking guy, but in like, there's just something sort of odd and intense about him. He he can also, depending on which way he wants to do it, he can really easily play intimidating and threatening or like sort of jovial and like fun. He's got, he's got quite a nice range that just depending on the way his eyes twitch, he could sort of go either way. Uh, I've just looked up on his IMDb. He has 270 acting credits. On well, IMDb. like you said, everything. He has been in everything. And uh, he is part of the problem um, of the town, along with a bunch of other uh, foreigners, basically. So he's German, um, but there's Americans, there's Brits, um, there's people from all around the world. And basically, they, are, they have paid f- uh, some mysterious um, personal persons 
basically they're paid to hunt people, essentially. And Baccarat as a town has been, literally, it's discovered it's been taken off the map. People can't find it on satellite, on like the equivalent of Google Maps, for instance. Mm -hmm. And they keep having problems with their phones and the power and things like that. They can't, you can't get a phone signal. And that's because they're basically being sort of toyed with. Uh, and yeah. Well, they, yeah. I mean, if you're paying to hunt, you know, to hunt humans for sport, you don't want evidence of that. Town yeah. You don't want a paper to trail. remain. No. Exactly. So they are being erased. Um, and, you know, it, this obviously brings up themes of, you know, colonialism and stuff, which has played a large part in, in, Brazilian history, um, but there's also you know, themes of, of political corruption and things like that. The the local politician, uh, Brazilian politician, he keeps roll, he rocks up in town in a incredibly expensive um, like minivan, um, sort of trying to get votes, and everyone just hides. And then his way of trying <laughs> to buy votes is uh, dumping books in front of the school. Just in, in like tipping up a truck and dumping a load yeah. of books in front of the school, and it's uh, it, it's quite interesting because I as well like when like I said you're first introduced to Teresa this this character and you think like oh the film's going to be like revolve around her and she's going to be the main character but actually you're then like introduced to all these different characters you're introduced to uh, the local doctor uh, Domingas played by Sonia Braga. Um, I said, is is um, the local revolutionary who, you know, he he's got a bit of a cult following, but he you know he seems to lead about four people, um, <laughs> and you know, there's just all of these different people as well as the um, the the people who are paying to to hunt them, and it's just a it's a a very interesting fun movie like you say you don't know really where it's going it takes some twists and turns and uh i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah i would i would re-watch oh for sure high praise high praise yeah. indeed a sam well, roll yeah, rewatch. I mean, time is precious you know it can't be <laughs> but no i mean in a way as well because like sometimes with movies and this is a very good example is Arrival. Uh, once you've seen it and you know the ending, you want to kind of go back and rewatch it because all the things that you now know, you can kind of see the tricks, as it were, yeah. that were going on within the movie to that, that help the story unfold um, and bring around those interesting like reveals and everything. So, yeah, I think that would be true of this movie as well. Well, there you go. It's got the uh, Sam Rolf seal of approval. Um, yeah, and I would look at that. I, I would watch it again and uh, very glad that we picked it on this time. So, mm. so we've just been to South America, obviously. Uh, we're going to uh, head on over to, well, it's essentially the you know kind of border between Europe and Asia uh, for our next movie. Uh, we're going to Kazakhstan. For a movie called Yellow Cat, uh, and this is a 2020 movie. It is on Mubi if you have the Mubi streaming service, and it is uh, in in Kazakh. It's the language it's in. Uh, so 
looking forward to that. So Yellow Cat mm. from Kazakhstan. That's what we're going to be uh, watching and discussing for next time on Where To Next. And finally, Chris, we're here again, part four. What are your picks on free-to-air television starting tonight, Friday the 14th of January? We have on great movies. Yeah, don't forget the exclamation mark. Yeah, exactly. Great exclamation mark movies from 9pm, Kill Bill, Volume 1. Yep. Do you approve of this, Sam, as a pick? I certainly do, Chris, because I can quote this movie end to end. (laughs) Can indeed. Without fail. Dear listener, I have seen her do it. I would argue, I mean, obviously you haven't got the choice of of Volume 1 versus Volume 2, of course. Yeah. But I would argue that Volume Two is the superior movie. I, but you have to you have to journey through Volume One to get to Volume Two. So yeah, I would also argue that I would I would agree with you there. I think when I were a younger man uh, and I saw both Volume One and Volume Two, I thought that you that Volume One were the superior one. Naively, mm. I mean, still a, still a very good movie. That's why I'm recommending it on Great Movies mm. 9 p.m. Uh, Friday the 14th of January. Um, but because it, it's got more action in it, generally, it's got the in- incredible um, uh, katana fight with the crazy eighty-eight. It's you know got the fight um, between um, Uma Thurman and Vivica A. Fox. It's got it, and you know the the showdown between. Um, the Bride and, and Oren Ishii. Uh, so I think sort of action-wise, I that's what attracted it to me as a, as a younger man. Mm. Um, whereas Kill Bill 2 is a, is a lot slower. It, has, it's, you know, it doesn't have big action scenes like that. No. Um, but as I've, as I've grown up and I've learned to appreciate different things in cinema, uh, <laughs> Kill Bill Volume 2 has, has spoken to me a bit more. And so I, I would agree that it is the superior of the two. Have you well, done? A, have you done? Because obviously they were intended to be one long movie mm. um, initially by by Tarantino. Have you actually watched them back to back? Yes, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I learned the script? Okay, yeah, um, but dumb question. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just it's yeah. I think it's it's certainly something. Again, if people are considering like, oh, what can I watch? You know, franchises and so so on and so forth, where you're watching some some multiple, you know, movies with sequels and and sequels of sequels, then yeah, that, that's certainly one that you can sit down of an afternoon and get through both. Yeah, if you don't yeah. mind, if you you know. Limbs being cut off and uh, bits and bobs. Yes, it is rather gory. And disemboweling or two. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Yes, to, let's... Uh, uh, Saturday, 15th of January. That's right, yeah. So you've got on Five Star at 4.05, uh, which is it's mandatory. If it's on Channel 5, it has to start on five minutes past the hour. <laughs> um, we have The Mask of Zorro. Yes, this is an afternoon. I've picked an afternoon pick, uh, one to watch. Uh, with the family, uh, this is *Mask of Zorro*, starring um, the the great, charismatic, debonair, and downright handsome Antonio Banderas um, as Zorro, uh, as well as Catherine Zeta-Jones. 
And this is one of those movies, it's just, it's, I think it's a bit underrated. It's sort of forgotten um, as, as a movie. And it's just, it's good fun. It, it, it's not without drama. It's not. A, it's not a kids' film. There, there is some violence in it. It's. It's got some, some mild peril, um, but it, it's a proper swashbuckler. Um, and it's not afraid to hear every day. No, indeed. It. It's got some good sword fights and and some uh, adventure and excitement. And uh, I, I remember thoroughly enjoying this uh, when it first came out in in 1998. All those years ago, 24 years ago now. Um, I can't with that. Chris. Yeah, Don't well, let's say move things on. like that. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, the Mask of Zorro on five star at 4:05 p.m. Lovely. And on Sunday, the 16th of Jan. Uh, we have on ITV4 from 6.15pm, so another sort of early evening one, Apollo 13. Indeed. The um, the first of uh, two picks I've got this week uh, starring Tom Hanks, and mm. this is obviously the about the true story of Apollo 13's um, ill-fated mission uh, to uh, the moon, and... Um, basically how three astronauts didn't die on the way and yeah. <laughs> by all rights probably should have considering well, everything that went wrong. They, I mean, it was gaffer tape that saved them. It's it's one of those things, you know, like, it's a testament to human ingenuity and yeah. whatnot. So everything really went absolutely down the pan for them and they had to, yeah, Stick everything together with gaffer tape and you know try and get it, back to Earth. We, you know, this is a story that you can read about it on Wikipedia or whatever. But for it to be put into this, you know, Hollywood drama, yep, uh, really, it brings it. You know, you you feel like you're right there in in the spaceship and you're right there in NASA control, where they're saying get me every single thing that they have on that spacecraft so that we can figure out a solution and tell them what to do. And it's, yeah, it's fascinating. It's horrifying. It's, um, yeah, puts your faith back into humanity and human ingenuity to band together to solve such a wild uh, wild situation. And, yeah. It helps that it has a uh, absolutely banging cast. Uh, Tom Hanks as Jim Lovell, um, but then you've also got uh, Kevin Bacon and the late uh, Bill Paxton uh, as the other astronauts on board. Um, you've also got Ed Harris and Gary Sinise, and it's um, it's a great cast and it's a great movie, all directed by Ron Howard. So that, fabulous! That is Saturday the sixteenth. You mean Sunday, but yes. That is Sunday the 16th. <laughs> so that's moving what I, on to... That's what I said, Sam. Okay. Jeez. Moving on to Monday then, uh, the day after Saturday, um, we have on... <laughs> on, on <laughs> ITV4. Uh, actually, ITV4 features heavily in your picks this week. It does. Uh, at 9pm, um, the the second... Uh, v- uh, second... Time, I can't think of a word, <laughs> that Tom Hanks appears. We have Captain Phillips. We do indeed. You know, this is um, about the based on the true story of the Alabama Maersk, um ship that was 
taken over by um, pirates. That's a there, there was a period in time, and I, you know it must still happen surely now, but there was a period in time where it seemed to be that every week some ship was being taken over by pirates um, mm. around sort of the, the coast of Africa and like that. Yeah, but I, I imagine they worked out sort of how to like anti, you know, just protect against to, it and things like yeah. that. Yeah, um, perhaps technology improving and so so on. You know, maybe that sort of thing. But, but anyway, this is a true story of how hmm. um, the, a ship was taken over by by pirates, and um, the most of the crew managed to hide on the ship. Uh, uh, while their captain, Captain Phillips, played by Tom Hanks, basically kept the um, pirates busy. Uh, I picked this film mostly. like It's a, it's a really good film, um, but it's mostly for uh, a scene near the end which features some of the greatest acting I've ever seen by anyone ever. Now, Tom Hanks is, like, he's well-established as being one of the best in the business, as well as being one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Like you just want to be his friend. And, but just the acting he does near the end of the film. And I won't won't say like what it's about, but it's just absolutely breathtaking what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd sort of say, watch it for that. Really. If you just want to see a phenomenal scene, an actor at the absolute top, top of his game. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, and he, yeah, apparently he enjoys doing based on a true story type situations. Seems Even like. Though, you know, Apollo 13 and the Da Vinci Code. And Are we saying the Da Vinci Code is based on a true story? <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wanted to get ahead of that before we, uh, before yeah, we had it emails. It is based on a true story, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on to Tuesday, the 18th of January. Also starring Tom Hanks. That's uh, <laughs> the titular Hellboy. Yes, on ITV4, as 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 I've said, in you the know, third Chris one in a row. Yeah, leaning heavily on on the ITV's they, picks. ITV4 Look, on a roll this this week. Yeah, clearly um, at nine pm, Hellboy. Hellboy. This is the Hellboy, not with Tom Hanks. Sadly, although I'd really enjoy his interpretation of the character. <laughs> Uh, this is um, the one directed by Guillermo del Toro and um, starring Ron Perlman. Uh, so there was a, a recent remake or sort of reboot kind of of Hellboy. A requel. <laughs> a requel. It wasn't a requel, this one. Um, Please never let by me David, have to say that word ever again. <laughs> directed by Neil Marshall. I was about to say David Marshall, but that's a um, Scottish football goalkeeper neil marshall of dog soldiers fame um who directed uh, david harbour who you will know as hopper from stranger things he took over the role of hellboy and it was fairly critically panned and i haven't seen it so i can't really comment on my personal opinion but ron perlman as a hellboy is one of those like match made in heaven sort of perfectly cast character uh actor to character and mm. he i think will for a lot of people now be forever hellboy uh also um hellboy the golden army the sequel to this film um was is one of those sequels that uh 
is is as good, at, if not better, than the uh, original. But this yeah. is a very good place to start. Hellboy, ITV4, 9pm on Tuesday. Beautiful. And I've, um, you know, I cold read uh, these picks, Chris, and I've just seen what's coming up on Thursday. I'm very excited. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it in a sec, but not before Wednesday, that. Wednesday, yeah. yes, Wednesday 19th uh, on ITV4 uh, at 9pm. Apparently that's their film slot. Yep is Ronin. Yes, this is the 1998 uh, John Frankenheimer film starring um, Robert De Niro, Jean Reno, Natasha McElhern, uh, Stan Skarsgård, Sean Bean, Jonathan Price, And it is mo- mostly, it, I don't want to sort of do it a service. It's a good film. It's a good fun film. But this is very well known for Frankenheimer um, directed some incredible car chases through the streets of Paris. Um, and it's it's well known because if you if you watch it as well, so they, they have these it's a car chase through the streets of Paris and they're all driving it's not one of these sort of fast and furious ones where they're driving big Mustangs or they're driving Ferraris or, you know, Bugatti Veyrons and things. They're driving, you know, Volvos and they're driving Fiats. Um, which kind of makes it more sort of seat of the pants exciting. Uh and Robert De Niro's acting is he, he's the one driving. Uh, and it's one of those ones where they had a stunt driver. Uh, so it's what they, they had a trick car, basically, where I'm pretty sure the uh, steering wheel was actually on the other side of the, the front um, of the car. And so you could just have a camera looking at De Niro, um, but you actually had the stunt driver driving it. Um, but De Niro has to pretend like he's driving and act but also try not to look entirely terrified because <laughs> he's in a car with the stunt driver. And he doesn't have any actual control. And he control. doesn't actually have any control. He's just slightly turning a steering wheel to look like he has. I mean... Uh, but to me, obviously, he's a consummate professional. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends, though. Like, if your character is, like, fearless in that, then, yeah, it would look strange if he looked afraid because he isn't actually driving. But in a way, like if you're doing a car chase through the streets, like I feel like I would look afraid, even if I was an excellent driver. <laughs> I would feel afraid because there's only so much control you have over various other, you know, aspects of driving through the streets of a city. Yeah. Um, but this is not what I expected you to say when I said the word Ronin. I was expecting something Japanese. Well, no. So this, it's a, a Ronin is a masterless samurai um, traditionally, right. and so the, the it is about um, they're a team of, of former special operatives who are basically hired to steal something, um, whilst like working out who's on their side. You know, someone going to double cross them, things like that. So they're sort of hired mercenaries, and so they they are. You know, masterless samurai, essentially. Okay, fair enough. All right. But anyway, moving on to what you really want to talk about. Well, sure. I mean, this is, yeah, this is your final pick of the week, obviously, being on a Thursday. And then... uh... Sam, I'll tell you the truth. I -hmm. picked this just to remind you that it was on. Okay, well, thank you. But I might be working, which is annoying. Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe it'll be on... plus one. Okay. So, Bone Collector... Thursday, 20th of January, <laughs> The Bone Collector. Sam started watching this a couple of months ago <laughs> on, was it Amazon Prime? Prime Video. Or, Prime think, video. Yeah. Started watching it, got halfway through, um, stopped, didn't, wa- didn't watch any more, and yeah, then... 
not like, because I was bored or anything, but I something happened. I don't even know something what came now, up, but... and you were like, "Oh, I'll watch this tomorrow." Yeah. And by the time you got back to it, the next day or the day after that, it was gone from Prime Video. Yeah, it, it had you know a limited time on there, and I hadn't realised, and that was it. It was off, and I'm halfway through this movie, and well, that's I'm on also that better. Edge of my seat. That's better because if you're halfway through, because then. True. You even if I you get don't even in, have to watch the beginning. Of yeah, it. that's true. So the Bone I, well, Collector, I might star- need reminding. Starring Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie, is on Film Four at nine PM or Film Four Plus One at ten PM if you're happening to work late, like Sam might be. So. Indeed. So, yeah, I mean, this was this is a sort of well, from what I've seen, <laughs> it's kind of a buddy movie where uh, slash like rookie and. I don't know, chief detective, whatever. And like, you've got this very experienced cop who's come in to help solve a murder and Angelina Jolie's character's the rookie. And, but he's like, trust your instincts. And she's a woman in a man's world. And it's all very exciting. I'm sure. And he's a, he's a tetraplegic as well. Well, Quadriplegic. I I looked up on uh, Wikipedia and it said tetraplegic. Quadriplegic. So Mm. he's, he's basically uh, bed bound. Uh, for large parts of it. Yeah. And, and he's so solving this he's called Lincoln Rhyme, which is a glorious um <laughs> <laughs> considering it's based on a, a Jeffrey Deaver novel uh, okay. from nineteen ninety seven. Uh and it's a classic um lead in a detective crime fiction novel. Sure. Uh, name. But anyway. So yeah, I'm excited to see whether, you know, she is able to trust her gut and speak up against the men and all this business and whether he's going to like uh, overcome Do whatever stuff. barriers he needs to and realize that he can accept help and I don't know exciting things like that well you can find that out on Thursday the 20th of January and will they serve the murder that wasn't even words <laughs> will they solve the murder <laughs> I actually have to take a second to understand what you tried to say <laughs> Will they serve the Mulder? Was what I <laughs> yeah. heard. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will are they so serving mulled wine? Is that what? One would hope. But anyway, we've clearly lost it at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, we should probably uh, wrap up and say goodbye. But just a reminder um, that we will be watching Yellow Cat uh, for where to next. And if you have anything you'd like to get, in, you know, say to Sam or myself, that's nice um, or constructive then please do email at chris at com or sam at com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we'll see you again in a month's time. <laughs>